Oh, hey, welcome to Small Talk, where our talks are anything but small. So grab your juice, wine, snacks, or whatever you need for tonight's topic. Hello. I just waved as if y'all can see me. So originally, I did plan to do visuals for this episode. Unfortunately, that is not what happened. So we're just going to go with the audio because I definitely want to start my whole weekly episode. And I'm actually really excited about this episode. So yeah. Anyways, let me do a little intro. (laughs) For those who are new listeners and for those who are continuing listeners, hi, my name is Jay and I am the host of Small Talk, where we t- where our talks are anything but small. It's, it's been a minute, so give me a moment to get my words together. <laughs> but as we all know, I am not a talker, so which is kind of ironic because I host the podcast show so yeah anyways (laughs) today's episode is about greenwashing greenwashing our earth that is today's episode no the title of the episode at least and you may be asking what is greenwashing why is this episode even important what what is what is even going on jay like honestly just tell me like what what is this i don't even know what you're talking about right now cool not a problem i got you so first first things first and the most important reason why this entire episode is actually very highly important is the simple fact that our earth is dying <laughs> you know um don't mean to laugh but like nervous laughter because it's the truth you know um climate change is reaching the very brinks and we only have a few or a handful of years before we can actually before the changes mm, words (laughs) before the effects of climate change can actually be reverted there we go so give a take because i've heard different reports and at this point, I personally do not look at those reports in the sense of when they say, hey, this is the amount of timeline. Um, this is the timeline that you have for your, epi- your episode. Lord, <laughs> this is the amount of time that we have left before climate change needs is just irrevertible. Okay. I don't look at those mainly because I personally don't want to give myself a panic attack. Put that as simply as it can be. I really don't. I I don't want to put myself through that. So I don't look at the reports when they have timelines on it and they have actual factual dates. But I will say it is a a good cute little handful of years that the changes will be inadvertible and we will be on a dying rock essentially this is this episode is not to scare you though because in all actuality this episode is to enlighten you just had to give you the reality real quick as to why this episode was important so 
we got all of that out of the way so i'm sorry for being scary okay now <laughs> let's get into a little bit less scary but still scary details greenwashing what in the world is greenwashing you may ask so the definition of greenwashing and i received this from a lot of research i did um before coming in and actually i'm gonna pull it up right now for you all because <laughs> i want to let y'all know exactly what is greenwashing you may ask i don't know what's what is greenwashing jay oh well i'm so glad you asked this is the perfect episode for this moment yay <laughs> so based on i have two definitions for you so i don't know which one you'd like to lean towards but two definitions based on the oxford languages greenwashing is misleading and deceptive publicity disinseminated by an organization so as to present an environment environmentally responsible public image right okay that was a little bit of a struggle for me to read but it's okay it's okay my next definition comes from the business news daily that was easier to say <laughs> and the business news daily says greenwashing is when an organization organization spends more time and money on marketing itself as environmentally friendly than on actually minimizing its environmental impact essentially it is a marketing gimmick to deceive customers that are actively shopping for goods and services from environmentally conscious brands uh, also a little bit of background detail on the term greenwashing that term was coined by an environmentalist jay westerville in 1986 it was um actually written in a critical essay that he wrote inspired by the irony of the save the towel quotes around that phrase movement in hotels that had little impact beyond saving the hotel money and laundry costs right so essentially greenwashing is just saying hey we are absolutely harvesting these grapes ethically and very much looking into not over consuming around that resource right you actually look behind closed doors and they are underpaying their staff they are over sourcing the the area that they are getting these grapes and they're actually killing the ecosystem around it so in no way, form, or fashion is it environmentally or ethically practiced correctly. So that is lying. <laughs> and a lot of, a lot of businesses have been called out for that. And it's actually really interesting in my part because greenwashing is something that I've noticed around COVID that at least I noticed around 2019, 2020, right before quarantine happened. I mean, we all had to be locked away um <laughs> that a lot of people were like oh my gosh the straws the straws we have to go get straws we have to go get the metal straws we have to get reusable reusable straws the concept of reusable straws are pretty decent in my thought process i don't see anything wrong with the idea of reusable straws as an option but not as a main source so the one issue that pops up when everybody was craving the red straw movement and save the turtles, honestly, let's talk about that real quick. Just a little blibbit. Where are y'all now? 
quick question because hmm? it's silent it's real quick cricket right now cricket 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 oh, okay they're gone where are the people who are like save the turtles the turtles are not saved they're still not saved let's talk about that anyways <laughs> so see y'all made me lose my train of thought <laughs> it's fine it's fine it's fine so back to the issue of the metal straws so with the whole trend of metal straws coming into place there were a lot of well a couple of food restaurants that were like hey i want to be a part of this movement let's use this as a marketing scheme one was starbucks that in 2018 actually this was before quarantine so yeah i said that right 2018 2019 was starbucks released a strawless lid as part of its sustainability drive however this lid contained more plastic than the old lid and straw combination the company didn't dispute this but claims that it made it is made from more polypropylene mm-hmm. we're gonna say that <laughs> a commonly accepted recyclable plastic that quotes can be captured in recycling in fraction critics were quick to point out that only nine percent of the world's plastic is recycled so the company shouldn't assume all lids would be recycled further the u.s as exports about one-third of its recycling to developing countries so it is simple simply passing its responsibility to poorer countries okay not only is starbucks because they're still using the, the straws the strawless lids there we go but now they still are offering straws again and so it's kind of like defeating the purpose because it's like why didn't you just revert back to the old cups <laughs> If, the, if you were just going to use the straws and offer the straws anyway, because every time I go to Starbucks, even though I have that strawless lid, I still get offered a straw. They're like, hey, do you want a straw? Yeah, because you put your hands all over the mouth part. So now I can't use it unless I put hand sanitizer on it. And I don't want my straw, my Starbucks. I was going to say my strawberry aside, because that's one of my orders that I like to get. <laughs> but... And then I said straws. I did it again. I was trying to say Starbucks. You know, we're just going to move on because Starbucks, because I don't know how, but Starbucks, its company is already coming from my throat and from afar because I'm talking trash. Anyways, we're getting back into the strawless lid. Okay. Not only is Starbucks participating in unethical practices by partic by actively technically lying at the fact that hey these strawless lids are way better and they're more sustainable when actuality to make these strawless lids it is more plastic needed and they're like oh well actually the plastic can be recycled but nobody actually recycles and then majority of the starbucks i have been into they don't have a recycling bin even inside of the starbucks they just have a trash can so not not even the building itself the franchise itself that's more appropriate not even the franchise itself can actually say hey here's a recycling bin why don't you use this as well no they don't even have that they just have trash so why are you offering 
hey, you can recycle it though, but you can't do that here. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know where you're. I mean, that's like what maybe like five blocks away. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, it's in the other direction. You gotta like go trail through a mountain and three. You gotta trade three goats. You don't have three. Oh, you don't have three goats. Uh, then you won't be able to recycle that. So um, yeah, like <laughs> you don't even offer that there. So that is just a whole issue in itself. But during that time, they started to rebrand with the strawless cups. I had a lot of complaints from the disability community. A lot of disabled people were having issues with using the strawless lids because they aren't able to use it. Like they need a straw in order to drink their drinks. So a lot of people, disabled people, had to refrain or find new ways of drinking their Starbucks because they decided that they decided to take away the straws completely at that time period because again they did bring them back um i'm pretty sure it was after these complaints but originally when they brought out the strawless lid they took away the straws completely so a lot of people in the disability community were basically displaced because they could not you drink any of the starbucks and everybody's also at that time period was offering oh use the metal straws you can use the straws understood but they are if they aren't able to drink out of a strawless lid i'm not sure they're gonna have the range to be able to clean a metal straw like it needs to be cleaned like we all know what it takes to clean a metal straw a reusable straw bump a metal straw and how difficult it may be for even us abled people to put the little spoolie thing through there and like like it's a whole process so you are then again displacing them because you want to be quote-unquote sustainable and environmentally friendly when that wasn't even the case the strawless lid like I said in the quote beforehand that I was reading is actually has more plastic than the lit old lid and the straw combination so you did that for what <laughs> it made no sense in any way form or fashion for you to do that and now you just totally like left out a whole community from even be able to like participate in your store and consume anything in your store outside of food depending on if they have any allergies or anything like that but like you that how is that even fair to anybody you know how is that fair to everybody that helped no one so another more subtle form of greenwashing can be seen in plastic water bottle companies like poland spring evian 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 however you pronounce it, and Deer Park that all have nature on their labels. This is actually kind of funny in a funny, not in a funny haha, but a funny weird because they're like, hey, you can recycle these. But like their whole thing is we're nature. We get our water from spring water. We're like very connected with the earth why would you use plastic bottles if you know most people don't recycle and the people that don't recycle part of that percent 
they will just litter and that plastic is going down the same deer's throat that is on your bottle deer park let's talk about it <laughs> because what <laughs> how does that make sense to you and again the u.s honestly i just is not a recyclable place some places offer it yes individually there are going to be places that offer it i'm not denying that those places exist they do however as a collective as a hive as a nation since y'all like pride so much um there is no there is no urgency in recycling none whatsoever and honestly there's no urgency in putting things in the trash like i don't care what you do inside your house but outside y'all be littering Mm. Mm. that's crazy it's wild get it together we literally live here the earth is our home so you're telling me you're treating your outside home like this what about your inside home Hmm? what does that look like Hmm? oh okay yeah let's let's talk about that yeah so anyways our last or one of our last Our last example, there we go, is a little bit more common and a little more known for most people when it comes to the term greenwashing, but H&M, Zara, and Uniqlo, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, I don't know, I don't know, I know they're all sister companies, why do they call that sister company? We're not going to talk about that right now, that's, that's for another day, anyways, H&M, Zara, and Uniqlo are among the companies that were caught greenwashing over the years. These fashion brands contribute to the massive amounts of textile waste caused by the clothing industry. According to the fashion nonprofit Remake, 80% of discarded textiles globally are incinerated or landfill bound, with just 20% being reused or recycled. Fast fashion brands also have a habit of advertising its green initiatives widely, despite it being a tiny part of its operations. For example, in 2019, H&M launched its own line of quote-unquote green clothing titled Conscious. Do I remember this? I have some of their clothing. I didn't even know it was supposed to be like green. I just bought it because it was also their basics. <laughs> Anyways, we're not going to talk about that. The company claims that it's organic cotton and recycled polyester. However, the line is nothing but mm, however, the line is nothing but a marketing tactic used to make themselves appear more environmentally friendly. When looking at H&M's conscious line, its mission states, shop our selection. Its mission states, shop our selection of sustainable fashion pieces that make you both look look and feel good. However, there is no single legal definition of marketing-friendly words such as sustainable, green, or environmentally friendly. H&M was then criticized by the Norwegian Customer Authority for misleading marketing of their conscious collection because the information given regarding sustainability was not sufficient, especially given that the conscious collection is advertised as a collection with environmental 
environmental benefits. Crazy, right? So <laughs> essentially, the people that are that we are buying from and we are supporting are claiming that they are environmentally friendly and green or sustainable to help push this I love planet earth let's be environmentally conscious type of vibe for most people because everybody I mean fear mongering you look on the news the news is like oh the planet is dying we have like two years to get it right before everything is to crap oh what are you gonna do about it nobody knows scientists are losing their minds so you're like oh my gosh what can i do the next ad is the what's that the method cleaning supply thing and it's like you are cleaning the house but you're still being safe with no chemicals and you're living life to the fullest environmentally friendly and safe for the kids i used that stuff for a month and this is an honest review guys <laughs> i have used that stuff for a month and i was like this is doing nothing but making my bathroom smell like floral i can do that with a candle and some bleach please and it's it's like i'm gonna be honest it was giving colored soapy water that's what it was giving for me like it was a cute little nice top coat but it's not anything to clean your house with and a lot of people don't suggest using that and in my opinion i wouldn't either if you don't like bleach a very natural way is vinegar like use vinegar a lot of people do that also a very natural disinfectant that's great but method don't a day in your life please i beg of you i beg of you please throw it out now throw it out i don't i'm not gonna say throw out a lot of things on this here show but throw that out immediately and don't look back <laughs> but yeah so Companies like that are feeding into the fact that we are being fear-mongered every day in our media to the fact that we feel like we need to do something to make a difference. Now, I'm not saying not to actively research and actively participate in being environmentally conscious and participating in recycling and being somewhat sustainable there is a limit to being sustainable and how far that can be pushed in our capitalistic society but I do support you at least trying now my issue and my dilemma is when it it is pushed on us as citizens to rearrange our entire life to try and fix an issue that we never caused and the people that have caused the issue and actually have the funds and the means and the ability to change their behavior to make sure that climate change can get out of here and be gone and get rid of with you know we can start fighting back to old good sis because she's putting up a fight she's putting up a fight they're not doing anything and they're telling us oh use those metal straws 
No, yeah, go ahead and recycle, babes. No, go walking. Yeah, no, take a bike to work. Oh, you live outside the city? You oh, commute, carpool. Find, find somebody at work and carpool. Yeah, it also will be less on traffic. If you live in Atlanta and you're listening to this, carpooling does not fix the traffic. I don't know what it is, but we just have traffic. Carpooling does nothing. And I've carpooled the majority of my life. I'm only 23 years old. Like, <laughs> it does nothing. I don't, <laughs> I don't see how that's helping. We just have people out here that can't drive. Carpooling does not help traffic. Could it possibly assist with the climate con control or climate change control? There we go. Absolutely. Because I don't want it to be misconstrued as though I'm saying we should not be doing anything as citizens. As citizens, we should definitely adapt new habits to keep our home good and safe and healthy and flourishing every time we possibly can. Look how the earth looked around the globe when we all went in quarantine and we stopped going outside. Mm. Mother Earth was happy. She was singing. She was breathing in that air and like, oh my gosh, y'all inside the house, I can actually do who I can be and be the beautiful, beautiful creature, homebody, big, big mama Earth. I can be. Yes. And then we came back outside because capitalism. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand how y'all don't understand that capitalism at this point is literally the reason why we have greenwashing, why we have climate change, why we have any of this. Because instead of fixing the problem, they rather slap a cute little bow on it and be like, guys, just buy this and you're fine. No, climate change will work if you buy these metal straws. No, climate change will actually work if you recycle all of these water bottles that you are using every day but you gotta like also like buy the bottles like keep buying us stuff. like that's that's why it will help like no no don't don't get like don't invest in a, a fridge with um with filters no just keep buying the the water bottles every year all the time because that's better for you yeah no no that's actually better for you like <laughs> what are we, are we listening to the same thing? So I say all this to say, and you're probably sitting here listening to this like, Jay, okay, you're telling me all of this. You said this was going to be a little bit better news than how we started it, but I'm still sitting here sad. You're basically telling me I, don't, I can't do anything. Wrong. That's not what I'm saying. Again, I don't want it to be that nothing we do is going to make a change. No, we can absolutely make a change if we voice our opinions and again, adapt and keep up habits that will be better for us in the future. Little small things. But one thing or a few things that we can do that can start making an impact for our climate is actually um, shopping with, shopping more ethically and more sustainable. So when I say sustainable and more ethically, I don't want you to think that you have to go and find this really weird boutique and you gotta go start giving like a hundred dollars for like weird stuff and you have to, I don't know. 
you don't have to drink sea moss you don't have you don't have to do all of that stuff you don't have to live your life in a way of like oh it's like i don't know how to describe it but you know exactly what i'm talking about okay you don't have to do all of that extra stuff okay i mean i don't think it's extra i don't want anybody to feel that their behavior is like mm, that's bad unless unless you're just a bad person at that point i'm judging you but if you're like a cute little hippie go off you know i'm just not saying everybody needs to do that basically when you're shopping sustainably and shopping ethically think exactly about what you need and what your housing needs don't feed into the consumerism of all the ads that we have all of the marketing that we have is like you need this you need that i know it's easier said than done because trust me i i know i know i am in here with y'all like i know a lot of people i don't know if y'all heard this but i've been hearing this a lot you can still critique your society while actively participating in it so essentially we can critique how the companies are basically manipulating us with their marketing ads and telling us we need something that we actually don't and feeding us all of these fear mongering so that we can go buy products that we don't even need instead of actually fixing a problem instead we can go ahead and shop for our only needs and i know like it's it's weird that i'm saying this because like the old the older people that i hang around they're like yeah that, that makes sense like why wouldn't you just shop for your need but i'm realizing totally two different generations that's a generation that grew up without technology and then went into technology so they were like pretty much mm, teenagers young adults adults when technology came out they already had a sense of themselves outside of technology whereas majority of us were literally raised in the century of technology the age of technology that's all we know and unfortunately from the time technology started and progressed from just radio to tv to advertisement to internet to radio radio again but more so streaming and personalized radio things like that it became more manipulative within the ads so if you're constantly in that behavior in that environment with that type of behavior you're not it's going to be hard to be like i'm not going to listen to you today because every now and then you're like oh no capitalism really plopping off with this one you know like it's really it's really giving a little i don't know je ne sais quoi here's my wallet like <laughs> you know like it's 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 kind of given you know but it's not necessary so that's one way that you can shop ethically and sustainably if you know you like the certain product only buy that certain product don't try a new product just because somebody says try it because a more than likely it is not going to be something that you like now if you're interested in that product and you actually see benefits for you again i'm not stopping anybody from living their life because trust me if i see a product that i can see benefiting me again going based off my needs and my personal wants 
of course I'm gonna get it. Yeah, why not? And if I don't like it, that's on me. But we all know how TikTok could be. You're going scrolling down, you see like five, six TikToks of the different people with the same product, and you're like, hmm, maybe I should try it. I don't know. Maybe I should get in a little razzle dazzle. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Another way is during the during <laughs> doing the research and what it takes to find local what is it not grocery stores farmer markets there we go farmer markets one are more affordable to a little bit a little bit like a microscopic bit (laughs) more sustainable than grocery stores depending on where you go because nine times out of the ten because I honestly question the the cabs farmers market when I go there a lot because they're like yeah we have these avocados from Mexico well no that's not a that's not a good one because that's right on you can travel there through car um they they be having stuff that you would have to get by flight or it's overseas and I'm like curly pop how do we get that how do we get that like explain that to me because how how is that any different than walmart you know in my personal opinion but at least at least with other farmers markets especially when they're more local you have a lot more local farmers getting money from that so you can do that Um, because i know there's like uh i think it's piedmont like every saturday or every other saturday it's somewhere in atlanta i can't remember the name but they'll have a farmer's market essentially where people with their own vendors like their own either their farmer someone who does who does jewelry like clothing they'll come up and they'll sell their products there and they'll go about their day and pack it up and I'm like wow that's actually really smart I love that idea why not feed more into your local community instead of feeding into Walmart and Kroger and everybody else Publix Publix oh they're deli sandwiches but go go find a local deli go get close to them because then you're actually getting to know the people in your neighborhood and you feel more connected you have more of a community and a sense of wow we are really kind of getting into a deep topic I'm gonna have to make another episode of this because I'm realizing how disconnected we are as a community all because of capitalism yeah capitalism really popped off at this one (laughs) this is what i need to say off of tiktok anyways um and lastly my last (laughs) my last example is of what you can do to like help with climate change one but also kind of like feel that you are putting for some type of effort because sometimes um, this might just be me but when I'm recycling or when I'm using my reusable bags sometimes when I use my reusable bags because I don't use them all the time I can admit that but when I use them it's like <laughs> it's <laughs> I don't feel like I'm doing anything so I'll be like what what's the point like what's the point right so 
the last example that I have is contacting your local representatives in your state or your city, especially your city, and starting on a local level to basically call in and create petitions so that everybody you know yeah create a petition so that people can call in to vocally sign or physically sign the petition for them to be like oh yeah you know this is going to be great i will um get this on the radar of the local representative because i'm pretty sure it doesn't even go to them directly when you start it but it does go to their secretary so their office is repeatedly 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 getting these calls and you have people up here saying like, hey, I, I want something to be done about the climate change. That's pretty much what we have to do. It is tedious. It is low-key annoying. Like, why can't they just have common sense and make sure that, you know, the world is great? Because they have a plan B and we don't. They have money and we don't. They are set up in a power system that can control us and we aren't because we are being controlled okay so this is what we can do to voice to them hey unless you want x y and z to get done unless you want to get voted back into office again and be around playing puppeteer for everybody go ahead and make these climate change because essentially the businesses that are marketing to us walmart these big companies i keep using walmart just because there's a walmart bag in here and <laughs> that's the first company that keeps coming to mind and it's like i rem i'm remembering the south park episode of when walmart was built in their town if you've ever seen that episode you're a real one and you're gonna understand why i'm laughing right now this is just low-key funny anyways yes so instead of big companies being in charge of our representatives we are actually being in charge of our representatives and they're hearing our voices and understanding like this is our concern this is what we need to do because at the end of the day they work for us they didn't get into office by themselves who who, who where them votes come from well that's another that's another episode right there but anyways where the votes come from <laughs> exactly us some of them made up but us we're not gonna talk about that yet but yeah so that has been the end of my episode i really hope you all enjoy since i mentioned you can contact your local representative i will have a couple of links for you at the bottom and the little um notes of the podcast on here for spotify not sure if it's going to be notes for everybody else hopefully there are yeah but there are going to be links in there where you can sign in and actually contact put in your state's information to contact your local representative like you can see who that representative is so yeah Alrighty. so i will see y'all next time i hope y'all have a wonderful week and i will see you in next week's episode Bye.